Oh, freestylers, it is your buddy Gavin. I am back after a little hiatus. I had to do a couple things last week down in Austin, Texas, and uh, didn't have a chance to get a pot out, but good news is uh, we made it home from Austin in time to watch the end of a wild Rams-Saints-NFC championship game, and then the entirety of a wild Patriots-Chiefs-AFC championship game. And the Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl, which I will talk about on the other side of the theme song of the Filibuster Freestyle, which starts right now. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle, Filibuster, Right, ladies and gents, filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can find it all. That was the theme song. I think I'm going to have Jeremy Johnson of Man Cook Good join me, uh, maybe later in the pod. And As you guys who've listened to the pod enough know, Jeremy is a massive Boston sports fan who happens to live in Los Angeles, California. And once again, we're going to have a Los Angeles versus Boston major sports championship series or contest, or in this case, yeah, a game, a contest, Super Bowl 53, because the Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl, and the Rams are going back to the Super Bowl. And the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl was the beginning of the Patriots' Tom Brady, Bill Belichick quote, dynasty, the run, their first Super Bowl championship back in Super Bowl 36. So the Rams have done a lot off the field since then, including moving back to Los Angeles, but have not been back to the big game. Keep in mind the Rams did win, I believe, Super Bowl 34. We're not talking about that. Anyway, Pats won Super Bowl 36. They've since appeared in several Super Bowls, and I want to get into that. But listen, before I I call up Jeremy, I'm going to do a couple things on my own. Number one, let's just admit Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Tom Brady is the GOAT. The debate is over in terms of quarterbacks, in terms of winners in this league, in terms of what they've done over the course of now almost 20 years. We've never seen anything like this. And so I I do have a take about Peyton Manning because I think there's some good debate there. And I also, I I know there's people out there who are always going to believe in what what Joe Montana did, and I'm not even going to address that one today because I just don't think it's an argument worth having, and I don't have any facts on Joe Montana that I, I care to discuss right now in front of me. But here's the take on Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is very close to Tom Brady. They were neck and neck. They overtook each other several times during the early, mid-2000s into about, whatever, three or four years ago. I mean, Super Bowl 53, Manning won the Super Bowl... Uh, a few years ago with the Broncos in Super Bowl 50. Obviously, he was, at the end, not quite himself, but Manning was really good uh, the year the year he came to the Broncos and they lost to the Seahawks in Super Bowl 48. I mean, that was probably the last year Manning was really killing it. Um, but pre his all, pre all of his neck surgeries and then somewhat in that year of Super Bowl 48, Peyton Manning and Tom, Tom Brady back and forth in terms of who's the best quarterback, okay? Um but I think when, when Manning came in, he had more raw talent and also had an unbelievable work ethic. Tom Brady, less talent, especially in terms of being noticed out of high school and noticed out of college for the draft. Manning went first. Brady was obviously 199, not in the same draft, of course. Um, but I think Brady's competitiveness is what drove him to work as hard or even harder 
than Manning. And I don't just mean work is hard, quote, in the classroom, in the film room, on the field, but the whole adaptation of um, in, including a diet, that whole adaptation of the pliability stuff that Tom Brady does with TB12. I think the rivalry with Manning and then that, that season-ending injury that Brady suffered at the beginning of the 08 season, those two things together, I think with his hyper-competitiveness, had him seek out just alternative methods of staying young and healthy forever or as young and healthy as possible for as long as possible because young and healthy forever is something I think even Tommy B and pliability will eventually succumb to. But, I mean, Brady and Manning are like, or should I say were like, because I'm talking like before Manning retired. But when Manning was still playing, especially before the neck surgeries, when Manning was on the Colts, they were like Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain were back in the Celtics and Lakers days, uh, you know, in the 60s. Basically, those guys drove each other. And while Russell maybe wasn't quite as athletically talented um, as Chamberlain, and, and, you know, I think Brady's probably closer to Manning than, than Russell maybe was athletically as a phenom to Chamberlain, Russell's hyper-competitiveness, savvy, and work ethic were all off the charts on his end. And so he was able to win more. And I think Brady somewhat has done that as well. But it's crazy because Brady is getting to have basically two different careers. The first piece was Brady and Manning being kind of like either Chamberlain and Bill Russell or probably more accurately like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Um, Because the two of them, Larry and Magic, cost each other multiple titles during the 80s in the NBA. You know, there was a point where either Michael or Larry, maybe with the exception of like a Dr. J win here and an Isaiah Thomas win here, but the, either Magic or Larry were winning the title every year. It was just a matter of who, you know, who did. And it, in terms of quarterbacks, and I know Ben Roethlisberger had a little something to say about it, and I know there's been a couple other teams to win it, but essentially since 2001, running through about 2015, either Brady or Manning were going to basically be the AFC champ representative in the Super Bowl. Um, so Brady and Manning, I mean, sorry, sorry. Brady, if Brady doesn't exist during the same time frame as Peyton Manning, Peyton probably wins four Super Bowls and probably goes to like seven instead of Manning having one, two of the four he went to. And Brady, without Manning existing during the same time frame, probably has already won seven by now and gone to 11. Basically, I'm saying that Manning took at least two off of Brady's plate, um, both of which Manning won, um, that I really think yeah, I really think that the pass would have won. And obviously, the pass are going to you know, go for Brady's sixth in his ninth Super Bowl appearance soon, and Brady might still get six. He could even go further. Who knows? But I think if there was no Manning at all during the 2000s, in the 2010s, the teens, whatever, and I think Brady probably has already won seven and gone to 11. And like I said a minute ago, I think if there was no Brady, Peyton probably has already won four and probably went to seven. But, and here's the big thing, Brady, because of the pliability stuff and the TB12 stuff and the staying healthy stuff, has somehow extended his career and that with Manning gone and really nobody else completely ready to fill the vacuum of Manning being an equal peer, now Brady's more like Michael Jordan after Larry and Magic were done. Basically, peerless and more competitive and more experienced than anybody left standing. That's what Michael Jordan was at the end, and that's what Brady seems to be now. 
This is their third straight Super Bowl and fourth in five years, which actually is more Super Bowl appearances. Whether they win or lose in two weeks doesn't matter as much right now. More Super Bowl appearances bunched quickly together than any other point in Brady's career. Kind of like MJ. Because MJ had to cut his teeth against Larry and Magic types and then was younger and made it, made it further and was, you know, kind of came out with a, like a decade of his own. You know, again, he played baseball for a bit. Hakeem Olajuwon won a couple titles. But really, Michael in his prime had two runs of, of three-peats. And that's because there was no Larry or really no Magic to push him um, to a point where he couldn't win. So anyway, that's my take on Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady started his career as kind of like a Larry Bird, Magic Johnson rivalry with Peyton Manning. And because of, he's been able to extend his career and Manning is now gone, Brady's basically turned into Michael Jordan of his position and of winning at the highest level in the NFL. So with that said, we're going to bring in our buddy JJ, I hope. If we don't, I'll probably have to click back on in a second and tell you, just kidding. Anyway, filibuster freestyle, filibusterfreestyle.com. And please, for the love of goodness gracious, go on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Search Filibuster Freestyle and subscribe to the pod and rate the pod and share it with some friends. We appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I promised you Jeremy Johnson, but it's only 4.30 on the West Coast right now, so we still might get to him. But surprise guest, Cindy (laughs) Harrington, has joined the Filibuster Freestyle. What's up, Cindy? Hey, Gav. I think people know this, but... And actually, speak of the devil, Jeremy Johnson's texting me now, which we'll get to. Oh. Li- we'll get to later, listeners and Cindy. What a turn of events! What a turn of events! I don't think he's ready to go right now, though. Um, but anyway, Cindy's a big Patriots fan, and she lives in Boston, Correct. which uh, is very important, especially because, as I've already set up, Jeremy is a big Patriots fan who happens to live in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're gonna have boots on the ground in L.A., we better have boots on the ground in Boston. So uh, Cindy's agreed to come on. The magic yep. of FaceTime on the filibuster freestyle, and we're glad to have you. You're in your Patriots hoodie. I am. Fan- <laughs> fantastic. Did you cut the sleeves off in honor of Bill Belichick or no? No, I still, still got, they got those nice little thumb holes, so kind of. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be. Sacrilegious, yeah, to do that. You don't want to be sans thumbs hole, thumb hole, um, thumbs hole. Yeah. Anywho, um, also, he was pretty bundled up last night because it was cold in since, uh, Kansas City, and I hear it's very cold in Boston, too. Uh, yeah, I think it's colder here now. It hasn't gone above five degrees all day. Uh, can't say I've been outside to experience it, though. Yeah, so that kind of maybe answered my first question, which is, what's the vibe in the city right now in Boston after last night's win? But, like, no one's been able to go outside today, and it's a holiday for many on Martin well, Luther King Day. living in South Boston, there certainly were some people that were inebriated out running the streets really? uh, in celebration last night. Screaming, really? um, not as many as I think there would be if the weather was a little bit better. But they were still out there braving the elements in celebratory fashion, and I appreciated it. Yeah, for sure. Did you yourself venture out there or no? Oh God, no. Okay. Well, that actually that is interesting and good to hear. People were out there doing that, um, mm-hmm. and I'll get to that in a bit. But I'll ask you first before we sub- suppose what they do or don't think. But. Where does, oh, all right, sorry, first question, because I know you are usually very confident in the Pats. Yeah. Did you ever have a doubt last night that they would win the game in Kansas City? Oh, of course. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very nervous. Uh, First half felt very confident. Second half, 
Kansas City started to, you know, get some good plays under their belts. Mahomes is scary. Yeah. It's AF, as the kids would say. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was really nervous during the second half. The third quarter was kind of terrible for them. And so um, I went through a lot of emotions. You I did? Would say. Yeah. Yep. You're you tend to be a keep the faith type of person. Uh, yeah, I do agree. It was nerve wracking. Um, I just couldn't believe how many things that seemed to go wrong for them were overruled by calls. Yeah, it's really really crazy. The refing in both of the games uh, yesterday was super interesting. It was super interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm glad to hear that you you know you were not just blindly. Confident, but also it's it's. Well, let's get to the next question, which is where does this AFC title rank for you amongst the other now eight? This is the ninth for Brad, uh, Billy B and Tom Brady in their era. I mean, I think this might be the best one for me. Really? I I don't I can't I need to like look at a list of the other ones because I don't have that sort of same sure. sports memory as I think you do, but. In recent memory, I would say this this was like the best game to watch as a football fan. Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, it's a good answer. It's, it's close for me. I feel like the one that they won, this is only the second one that I believe they've won on the road. Every other one has been that sounds right. at yeah. home. Um, and so the, the first year that the Brady won against the Steelers, they were on the road. And that was right. one where Brady got hurt for a little bit, and then Drew Bledsoe yep. had to finish the game. And yeah. I just felt like that game was an amazing game, and at the time, was like the greatest Patriots game of all time for me. And then, of course, they two weeks later won the Super Bowl, and that became the greatest Patriots game for all time for me. Sure, um, right. And anyway, I think yeah, I think every other game. I mean, I don't even really remember the game, but clearly them winning the year they were undefeated to go to the Super Bowl and have a chance to be the first undefeated Super Bowl champion since the Dolphins in 72, um, that had to have been up there just by virtue of the historical significance of being 18-0. and Um, And that being said, we know how that one ended. Um, But yeah, I think... I mean, obviously, I think last year's comeback was was a great comeback against the Jaguars, but, like, I hated that game. I hated they played so bad. Yeah, I hated they got weird. lucky. Like, they got lucky in a way that I didn't think boded well for them playing the Eagles in two weeks, and, we, you know, right. it, it didn't. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think this one's definitely top three for me, and it's recency bias to say that it's definitely number one, but this is definitely the worst Patriots, like, the, the least expectation I had for a Patriots team in an AFC championship since yeah. the team in 01. So um, I think it's pretty big. I think it's top two maybe even. Yeah, it was it was great. I felt like that was the Super Bowl last night in a way. Wow. Okay, that's actually a good one to go down because I actually think that in New England, just going to this ninth Super Bowl, no matter what, what, what happens, win or lose, like – Everybody in New England's already like this. Just adds to the to the to the legacy, right? I think Patriots haters out there are going to say they need to win this one to prove some unproven thing. You know, because no one's ever done this before. So, like, if they're five and four in Super Bowls, people will be like, "Well, I mean, they're five and four. If they go six and three, people will be like, "Well, I mean, they won two thirds of their games." But I actually don't think the pressure is on the Patriots at all to win this game. I really don't. I'm not saying it's on the Rams either. I just don't think. I disagree. Oh, you think the pressure's on the Patriots? Yeah. Even though you just said last night was a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, but now that they won it, like they gotta win the whole thing. Well, of course they do, but I'm. I think the pressure's on big time. Tommy is in the twilight. <laughs> Belichick is, even though no one knows what his contract deal is, is also, I think, in the twilight. And Josh McDaniels is being primed to take over. And I and Gronk, this is his last year, so I think they gotta. There's extra impetus to go out on a high note. All right, so you you want to put the pressure on him. Yeah, they yeah, absolutely. All right, that's fair, very fair. Um, okay, so you said to me earlier, I asked you what you thought about the game. <laughs> you said Patriots by a million, um, and it's early, and we we on the show and the filibuster freestyle, and maybe even you and I on the show, certainly you and I off of the show, we'll talk about how we are feeling about how the game will go, but. 13 days out, how do you, like, what are your thoughts? Is it really Patriots by a million? What is it? <laughs> well, that, I mean, I, I stole that from Barstool because that's what they all say. Anytime. Yes. No, I get There's that. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good reference. I'm just not, ta- I'm just not taking credit for it. Um, yeah, I, it, it's hard. I don't really know the, the Rams that well. Um, but I think that. I think that the Patriots will win. I think they're a better team. I think they're tough at the end because obviously I think they've come back the last two games to yep. win, yep. if I'm not mistaken. And well, no, no, sorry. Been, That's not true. They just destroyed the, the Chargers. No, 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 no. I mean the Rams. Oh, I'm sorry. Got it. Yes, the Rams have come back both times. And they've like looked really crappy in like the first part of the – um, yes, they, they've so, gotten better as the game has gone on for sure. Yeah, and the Patriots kind of did the opposite of that yesterday, so I'm a little bit nervous about that. But um, I, yeah, I think I think they got it. Wow. Okay. I mean, I hope they do. And I would like to say my theory, I think, has held correct that I had at the beginning of the playoffs. What was your theory? That. Even though they've been kind of mediocre all season long, sometimes in the playoffs. Everything just sort of t- comes together for a team, and there's that little spark of magic, and I think that's what's happening with the Patriots no, right now. They've tot- got all their crap out of the way. You totally call that, and I think that's very reminiscent of, again, the 2001 year, the Super Bowl 36 team. You know, Bledsoe got hurt. They were 2-3 and three or 1-3. and three. They were 11-5, and five, but basically a second-year quarterback, you know, a rookie quarterback in terms of playing, a second-year quarterback in terms of years in the league back in the day. Yeah, I, I think this team um, has done exactly that. You're 100% right. I did not. And t- until I saw them do what they did to San Diego last week, I just didn't think they had another level to get to. Yeah. Um, just because coming down the stretch, I mean, yeah, they convincingly beat the Bills and the Jets, who are horrible. <laughs> and the game they lost to the Dolphins was obviously a fluke, and the last game the Dolphins won. Yeah, I kind of don't count that one. But the Steelers game was bad. And the Steelers aren't even that, quote, good. And it was a road game. And the fact that the Steelers made them look so bad on the road, and again, they really needed a win, especially after losing that Miami game, that made me think, I need to see what they do against the Chargers because the Chargers are pretty good. And and honestly, again, last night, um, I felt like it would be a close game, but I I just know that they've had a lot of trouble winning AFC titles games on the road. I mean... Sure. Didn't, yeah. didn't happen in Denver, you know, a couple years right. ago, etc. Anyway, that was bad. It was bad. Couple, couple missed that. extra points. Couple problems. I remember that one very well. I may or may not have gotten uh, 
into a screaming match at a bar after that uh, oh in Philly. I'm not in Philly. Um, sorry, in Charlotte um, with some dumb, dumb Panthers fan. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, another story for another day. That was before. Uh, you, that yeah, was before yeah. you you were a guest of the show. But uh, <laughs> I've told you I've told you that story. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. That was before your punditry began on the Phil Buster uh-huh. freestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, a <laughs> couple more fun things to ask you. Um, are we going to Atlanta for a remote location? My brother, my brother Alex Viano, it seems to be very seriously considering a run in Atlanta. By the way, really, really, he's been on. There's been a separate text thread with just Alex and my cousin Doug and I. Okay. In which Boys he, thread. In which he he started it because I don't think he's gotten enough action on the other one, and yeah. <laughs> he's like, "What's going on?" And Doug has been radio silent. Um, probably because his wife is a well-documented one and a half year Eagles fan, and um, and uh, well, I'll get to that in a second too. But anyway, she had a nice Bridget, Bridget had a nice tweet today. I invited her to come on anytime and talk about it. Um, she said her husband is a Patriots fan. That is her burden, and I've really wanted to write back all day. You choose your choice, but you know. <laughs> oh boy! But I'm saying it on the freestyle instead. Shots fired. Um, oh boy! But are we going to Atlanta? <laughs> I digress. Yeah, I'm down. Because you're going to be in Charlotte. It's like a five-hour ride. I'm trying to pull... Like three. Like four. Okay. I'm going to try to put together some a logistical plan. Okay. But Alex might be coming. (laughs) Sweet. Sweet. Sounds good. Can't wait. All right. I I would just like to say, to add a tidbit from last night... Yes. I wore my same exact outfit that I wore as I wore last week during the Chargers game. Yes. But... When overtime came, I forgot that my earrings weren't in, which is what I was also wearing the week before, and I put them in, and then we won. So you're going straight superstition on this. Yeah, I didn't want that on my conscience if they didn't win. So that was isn't it? That am- was my contribution to the team yesterday. Isn't it amazing that the football karma gods gave you an extra an extra overtime period to remember that and then put them? in? I know, and I did it during the coin toss too because I couldn't bear to watch it <laughs> wow I mean you, you, hopefully you get a ring from the team for your contributions in the NCAA I'd like to petition for one at this point alright well you, you're on the record here filibusterfreestyle.com yep. right. I'm sure they're listening absolutely they always do <laughs> um, alright we talked about the Eagles a second ago I want, I want to bring them back up but I want to get your take on this so yeah remember last year after of course you remember that the Patriots lost but do you remember their offensive lineman slash Patriots troll Lane Johnson saying he'd rather win one Super Bowl and have fun than win five and live in the state of fear that the Patriots players live in and blah, 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 blah. And then he's weighed in like three more times this year for no reason. Like, I'd rather one we won than them win it. Like, but anyway, any thoughts on Patriots troll Lane Johnson saying he'd, he's totally fine with winning one and having fun and being mediocre than, than trading it for five rings or potentially six? Absolutely not. They've built a dynasty. Exactly. And why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What? Yeah. The the two-word phrase I want to utter to Lane Johnson is loser mentality. <laughs> loser mentality. Agreed. Which is why I said a minute ago, at this point, win or lose a Super Bowl, and of course, like, yeah, heap all the pressure on and go for it. They're going to go for it anyway. But I would rather lose the Super Bowl then be like them which was a, which was almost not even getting into the playoffs and then needing 
their backup quarterback to save them again and then not even getting to the Final Four in their Super Bowl defense. I would rather lose the second straight Super Bowl than not go to the Super Bowl, Lane Johnson. You have a loser mentality. And I'm saying it emphatically to Cindy, but it's not her fault. It's Lane Johnson's fault. Patriots troll, Eagles lineman, Eagles fans, you should be ashamed that he's on your team. Boom. Lane, come on the show whenever you'd like. I doubt you will. Lighting words. I doubt you will. Okay. If he control the if he control the Patriots for no reason, I control Lane Johnson for no reason. Absolutely. Works both ways. Let me ask you this, and you might be a little young to remember this reference, but I, th- I think so when the Patriots went to their first ever Super Bowl in Super Bowl 20. The year was oh. the year was 1986. I was old enough to remember this. You probably weren't. I was 3. So yeah, and I was 8 for the, those keeping score at home. <laughs> And you were not a pundit of the show because podcasts didn't exist back then. That's right. Right. So anyway, um, when the Patriots were going to play the Dolphins in the AFC Championship in 1986, I think WEI or somebody started a Squish the Fish campaign, which is really dumb because it rhymes with dolphins aren't fish, they're mammals. Everybody knows this. But I'm wondering if the Patriots fandom – is gonna like resurrect like a slam the Rams for because it is a good like it's a good rhyme so like do they still do that up there does anybody care I don't I'm not around there enough to know if like local radio hosts say dumb things like squish the fish or bury the bears or oh yeah I mean I went to was it the one of the championship games years ago when Rex Ryan was still coaching the Jets yeah and we lost oh that was bad <laughs> that was bad but they had signs. Because um, that was when his whole foot fetish thing came out, and it was defeat the the Jets. <laughs> defeat the Jets. Okay. And it had like a big footprint on it, and it was like spelt apropos. Correct. Uh, so yeah, I would say they still do that. You know, it's sort of like how every team, like how they've come up with the still here hashtag or the everything we got hashtag. I think there's always some sort of propaganda stuff that comes along with that. Correct. By the way, I'm not going to get into it right now because I don't have the materials in front of me, but these shirts that Barstool released today, mm-hmm. uh, they, they put about six new models up there today, as far as I know, at least. Of course they did, and, yeah. And you know, nobody cashes in on a, on a Patriots playoff run <laughs> catchphrase. Off of Tom Brady like Barstool does. Yeah, nobody, nobody makes more <laughs> third-party unauthorized money off of Tom Brady than Barstool. And again, we're big fans. I've got oh, a... I'm a huge fan. You're a huge fan. I've got a one bite everybody knows the rules t-shirt that you got for me. So, yeah. yeah. All those things are true. Okay. That's all I really have for you. Do you have any other hot takes for the Patriots uh, and the aftermath of the AFC title game and in the early lead up to the Super Bowl? I loved the video that Tom Brady posted today. Oh, uh, bad, bad Boys for Life. This morning. Bad Boys with Gronk. They didn't even say a word, and it was still an amazing video. Right. It's getting a lot of hype today. Um, so I really love that. Yep. And I'm excited to see how you know everything gets hyped up going into it. And I'm very interested to see what happens with all of them, win or lose, when all this is said and done. And yes. if there could be a big change coming. See, I, I think you're right that Gronk's probably done. Yeah, um, he's done. I just I just don't think that Bill and Tom are done yet. Yeah. I really don't. You just gotta wonder if they win one more, will they just ride that? I just think they're both still so darn competitive that if they think they have a chance to, to leave money on the table, they're not gonna do it. Yeah. 
Um, and I made What's a, Brady's contract through? I mean, dude, his, they, they are so secretive that, like, no one knows that stuff. Well, Bill's I mean, is pretty secretive. Yeah, you can look Tom's like, up. I just don't have it in front yeah. of me, and I'm not going to guess. I'd imagine it's yeah. got two more years on it, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm going to re, re, re-correct my own. They're not going to do a slam the Rams or anything because they're just going to use the age-old beat L.A. for, like, the ninth time in the last four months. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, that's where he started. It's amazing that the beat L.A. thing is, is – it's actually a Philadelphia 76er – and Boston Celtics 1980s right. thing. Yeah. And somehow, you know, it got co-opted for uh, the Dodgers World Series. Well, yeah, all the Red Sox players were tweeting that last correct, night. Correct, correct. And, and then, of course, they were doing it two weeks ago when they were playing the Chargers. Mm-hmm. We had, like, the mini beat L.A. Because everybody forgets the Chargers <laughs> are actually in L.A. now, not San Diego. Yeah. Um, and then they're already starting, the Sox players, yeah, the beat L.A. for the third time in four months here. Um I'm just going to put this out there right now. If the Celtics are playing a regular season game against the L.A. Clippers or if the Bruins are playing against the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, please nobody say. Right, but I think the Kings, you guys, you could say beat L.A. But, yeah, like, the Clippers aren't a real, a real team. Oh, got it. And the Mighty Ducks are in Anaheim and the Angels are in Anaheim. Please yeah. stop, stop it somewhere. But, but I guess it can work for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I also okay, think well, that it, maybe they'll come up with something better, though. Yeah, I also think it's amazing that for a zillion years, beat LA was synonymous with basketball, and then we're gonna have you know two two championship series played between the cities in two different sports in four month period, and neither of them involve the Celtics or Lakers. Yeah, pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Well, anyway, how many how many people do you think would have watched a, a KC LA Super Bowl? KCLA? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a good question about you. Um, I think a lot of people would have because I think Pat Mahomes is uh, the real he's deal. Be, yeah. I think he's the real deal. And I think if he had beaten Tom Brady and the Patriots and they had two weeks to hype him up and he's already hyped up and then Drew Brees – sorry, not Drew Brees um, – Goff. I think the LA, the LA market, and just the, the like the, the Sean McVay market would also get really hype trained as well. Your doppelganger, my doppelganger, my doppelganger Sean McVay. A lot of people have said that to me, dude. Do you know how many Sean McVay? Here's why we have to go to Atlanta, so people will stop me and buy me buy us free food. That is a great idea. I didn't even think about. You have to style your hair a little bit different. Yeah, I know how to do it. He basically ha- he he basically at 32, 33 years old. Has the He's same be haircut next week. What? He's gonna be thirty-three next week. So there you go. But he has the same haircut in his early thirties as I had in my early thirties. I know exactly how to style my hair like that. All right. Well, break out the gel. <laughs> time to get the products in order. I need to get. I, I need to get a Rams polo. Yeah. And I'm gonna walk around Atlanta with a faux hawk, and we're gonna get free food. And maybe some. Well, go. They'll, they probably won't give us tickets because no, because he doesn't need. He doesn't need tickets. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. All right, let's let's stop it there because JJ hopefully will come on too, and I don't want this to be a a megapod. Yeah, um, you can, well, but definitely stick around. We'll catch up for a minute, and everybody else, either Jeremy Johnson's joining us next or he's not. I'll be just as surprised as you all. Cindy, thanks <laughs> for being on. Thanks for having me. Oh, ladies and gents, I'm keeping my promise. Jeremy Johnson joins us live in motion on the highways and byways of Los Angeles, California, the day after the Patriots 
defeated Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, we're going to play another L.A. team for a world championship. And Jeremy is once again in the belly of the beast. So who better to talk to? What's up, buddy? Um, you know what? We gotta. I got an issue. We got to start over. I got to pull over and do something now. Okay. I just had a bunch of shit move around to my truck. <laughs> All right, no worries. We're going to pause it right there. Uh, yeah, let's, let's pause it, and uh, I got to stop. The guys didn't fucking do their gun, apparently. And now I've got... Uh, oh, I can pull over here next to the Jeopardy stage. Hey, I tell you... <laughs> good Jeopardy old... Wilson. Well, tell Alex Trebek we said hi and call me back in a few. In a, in a form of a question, or do I have to... Can I just say hello? You can just say, what is hello? What is... <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'll call you right back. All right, see you, man. By the way, ladies and gents, while we wait for Jeremy to call us back, you know I had to let that roll for a couple seconds. He dropped a couple uh, language bombs, but I think worth it to uh, see how the first ever guest who's in the car, a la Sports Talk Radio, Jeremy in the truck, uh, went. So I I left it in there. I'm going to keep it in there. Hopefully he calls us back in a few. Stay tuned. Jeremy's back, everybody. (laughs) So, um, you, you had a little issue in the back of the truck there? Yeah, yeah. You know, we just we just shot a, an episode that had, um, like, an award show and banquet in it. Yep. Kind of like a Golden Globe-style show. So, I've got, you know, like, maybe like $10,000 worth of liquor in the back of my truck on these, like, carts with wheels and product placement booze and champagne yep and I'm pulling away and I hear this huge bang thud <laughs> crunch and you know that's bad but thankfully uh, none of the bottles broke and everything appears to be in order so fantastic here's your little look into uh, behind the scenes of set dressing on an award show darn right yeah darn. someone forgot to tie it off and then I didn't which was double checking. So, nice. There you go. Well, the beauty of it is, like, I was just thinking to myself, you know, when you listen to a sports talk radio show and they're like, it's Jeremy in the truck. <laughs> I, I, I've never heard the guy in the truck be like, oh, I got to call you. <laughs> I got to was... call you right back. I got a huge problem potentially. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, nice. Well, listen, let's get into the Pats. Um, I've got a couple takes that I wrote down and we can riff from there. And I know you're driving home and. Want to spend time with your family out there in L.A. now that it's, you know, 525 your time. So let's just uh, see where this goes. And by the way, for those of you listening at home, if you can hear the dryer in my laundry room outside the studio, take a drink. That's a noise that was unauthorized. (laughs) As is any smashing that goes on in Jeremy's truck, hopefully not, but just saying. Hopefully not. Right. Okay. So here's what I got. Los Angeles and Boston squaring off for two world titles in the space of four months, and the Celtics and Lakers aren't involved in either. How surprising is that to you? I guess, like, knowing what we know about the Lakers up until LeBron joined the team, not that surprising, but it is kind of weird. And I do I do think that the, uh, the Rams fans, to use that term loosely, the L.A. fans, got a little bit of the uh, reek in them from... Uh, Game of Thrones after what happened in the World Series. <laughs> wow. I'm a little spooked. Well, what I like about that, and hopefully it comes true for them, is that it was, according to some of our other pundits in the show, Cindy Harrington, for instance, it was about five degrees Fahrenheit in Boston today, so 
Anytime LA people can be in fear of Boston people for anything in the month of January, you gotta you gotta feel pretty good about that. I think they're just afraid of like just being beaten and embarrassed again. Like they they got they got one pretty good in that World Series, and they know their shortcomings as fans. And the ones that are true fans just kind of shake their head at the lack of support from their their fellow Fairweathers. Yep. And they know we've just got more and we're louder and we're united and it's just a whole thing, you know? Yeah. There's, well, I don't think – the Patriots never play um, uninteresting Super Bowls, so I don't think they're going to get worked if they lose. Um, can we get a boring Super Bowl, though? I mean, can your heart handle this crap? No, My man. blood pressure must have been through the roof. <laughs> I thought we won and lost about six times in the space of five minutes last night. That was absurd. I have to, re- I have to at least rewatch the fourth quarter just to kind of wrap my head around it. Yeah, dude. Well, I'll say this. I'm gonna. I don't know if you have NFL Network access or not, but they're about to show the NFC game here in the East Coast, which means they're probably gonna do a we- like a back-to-back version of last night's Pats game right after. So it's probably gonna be on TV later for you. I'm gonna be in bed by then. But anyway. Holy cow! Um, let Holy me get a cow. let me get a few things out, and then we'll try to unpack some things. But I want to say this: you have, and you mentioned this a few weeks ago on our food podcast, a neighbor who is a Chiefs fan, who is very loud and demonstrative when he roots for the Chiefs. What was it like being his neighbor last night? Well, I went to someone's house and watched the game there. I got away from Steve, neighbor Steve. Steve! (laughs) Steve, it's always Steve, isn't it? Yep. And uh, then I got a text from him. I'm sure he was, I mean, come on. This is the biggest game of his life. Yep. And it was insane. I'm sure he was completely intolerable. And I got a text from him, like, you know, when the the gun went off to end end the proceedings. And he just said, uh, that was a good game, and that's all I want to hear back from you, or something like that. Oh, a, pre- and, a preemptive don't talk-ish. Don't, yeah, I'm like, first of all, don't you muzzle me. Let me live my life. Second of all, uh, good game, Steve. Congratulations. But then, thanks to the super blood wolf moon, that eclipse that came, Yep. Uh, we were all outside together, and I did rip him a little bit. But, you know, he's a broken guy, so... I don't- <laughs> As a Patriots fan, you walk this fine line between taking everybody's freaking slings and arrows and their stupid opinions all year round. Everybody, I hate the Patriots. I, I cheat, deflate, I mean, give me a bleeping break. It's not an interactive sport. I'm trying to wear a hat. Support my team. I was born there. Get off of me. So all year, you got to be like, you got to play like the humble champion and be like, oh, you know, you guys got a real good team. And you know, we'll, look out. we'll see what happens. When really, I just want to go full heel and just start kicking things down and telling people what I really think. But I'm trying to be nice. And then I can't gloat. Yeah, right. I'm not allowed to gloat. I just have to get harassed and, 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 and you know, just take their crap all the time, and then when we win, we're like, oh, whatever, dude. You guys always win. Like, oh, oh, now you're going to tell me that Tom Brady's lucky and that, you know, they only win because of Belichick or Belichick's a cheater and Tom Brady's the only reason why Belichick wins. Like, dude, are you kidding me? Do you watch the games? Yeah. You, like, they have 13 third downs last night. They're, they're third downs went long over and over and over again. Yep, they took hey they took Gronk out of the garage. 
They did the exact opposite game plan to start last week offensively. It went a lot of Gronk. It passed Ooh. a lot. They ran a lot still. They kept Brady safe. I mean, I just want to say this now while I'm thinking of it, and everybody's saying it, but Patriots offensive line coach Dante Scarnecchia, when the line is healthy and God willing they are for 60 more minutes, when Tom Brady doesn't get touched, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's disgusting what he can do with, four, with five seconds of time. They ran 93 plays. Yeah. 92 of them were for positive yardage or no yardage at all. Yeah. The one that was a negative yardage? Oh, it was the kneel down. down. It was the kneel down, yeah. Okay. Insane, insane, insane. I, and people are like, all he does is throw these little slants and posts over the middle. Like, no, all he does is throw to the open guy. Yeah, right. And all they idiots. Yeah, and you tell Well, he almost threw three interceptions. I'm like, well, two of them were off of his receivers' hands. Right. The one bad pick was the one that he threw at the goal line. Which, by the way, it was a terrible throw. If they come away with even a field goal there, that game never goes to overtime. So, like, that's true. Everybody wants to say if this, if that. Like the one boner play he made. You know, any other result besides a pick in the end zone? It. I guess besides a run back by the by the by a hundred yard run back by the Chiefs. Results in the Patriots getting three points and that game probably being out of reach, right? So bad, bad throw. But if you notice, the Chiefs made a really good play there. Yeah, yeah. Because they picked, they didn't bite on the play action, and it was a really great play action by Brady. He like ducked his whole body into it, really sold the crap out of it. Yeah, it didn't, and it didn't then, work. But Gronk was being, he was. There's a guy in pursuit in in trail position with Gronk, and the defensive uh, lineman who made the interception. Stepped off of the run, yep. Before it even had been fully like revealed that it was a fake, yeah. And stepped right into the throwing line. Now Brady should have thrown a different throw, yeah. And it should have been higher and deeper into the end zone and all that. But like, great play by this guys. They catch checks too. I know they didn't have a great uh, season defensively by the statistics, right? But I watched the Colts game. Yeah, they're pros. They got a bunch of great players on that team on that defense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's talk about – that's enough about the Chiefs. It was a good game. Not, not enough about the Chiefs, but I want to just talk about Rams-Patriots, the matchup that started it all. I know. Isn't it crazy? I mean – It's beautiful symmetry. Yeah, we had this conversation this week about how, I mean, Tom Brady is basically a year older than I am, and I'm probably a year older than you are. So we're all the same age as Tom Brady. So, like, the Patriots being good – literally coincides with everything that Tom Brady has gone through as a football player from an age perspective that we have too. Like we are the same age as Tom Brady. And so the fact that our first good sports memory that we were actually old enough to remember and celebrate was Tom Brady's first championship against the Rams. And now at 41, he's doing it against the Rams again. What the hell? And the symmetry of in 01, Belichick was a relatively young coach with a young unknown quarterback, and now you've got the, the boy genius and McVay, and you know, the, the the maybe will be a good pro young guy, Jared Goff. I mean, so many, so many interesting storylines here. So many interesting storylines. I wish anybody cared about the the Rams. <laughs> yeah, nobody really does, man. It's like you'd think like the, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. You'd think LA would like be excited, and they do have fans, and they, they do exist, but like when that game ended, when the Rams Saints game ended, yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't hear a peep. Wow. You know when you watch during the World Cup, like there's a goal in Brazil, yes. And somebody holds their phone out the window, yes. And all right, now picture the exact opposite of that. Right. 
There was Not a, a sound. There was a great meme or like Vine or GIF, whatever, today of the game ended and like three people in a bar clap and one guy was like, yeah, Rams. It's, Ram it. Meanwhile, I was talking to Cindy Harrington earlier and she said, even though it was like negative one degrees last night in Boston on a Sunday night at like 10 o'clock local time, random people were running down her streets in selfie like with no shirts on because of course they were. Was that you? Or no, I'm no. I I I only say that for Super Bowls, Jeremy. You know this. Right, that's true, especially Super Bowls against the Rams. That's right. Right. I will actually make this prediction right now. You want symmetry? You want symmetry? Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to go full this time because I'm I'm a very respectable older man, but. Uh, I will you do. You end up on like a sexual predators list if you did. Right. I, yeah, especially then nowadays because we didn't have camera phones back in 02. Um, I will do topless jumping jacks, topless only jumping jacks if the Patriots beat the Rams in Super Bowl 53. That's a great idea. I may or may not have done topless jumping jacks sans pantalones too, Super Bowl 36, but again, that was an analog era and I was a younger man with nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, you're worried again to lose your job as a sandwich artist. Yeah, I was at Subway and coaching swimming and not cashing checks and not snapping necks and no 4031KB, whatever, you know? So, yeah. Right. You didn't have an IRA. Right, yeah. There was not a retirement fund because I didn't have a career yet. So, anyway, um, but yeah, so that game brings back so many great memories and all the people who hate Boston sports, guess what? Guess what? It started that night. It started that night against the Rams. It was like 21-point underdog or something crazy, 17-point underdog. Maybe it was 15. I don't care. How about the Lions already swung today? The Rams were one-point favorites last night, and the Pats are already two-point favorites the next morning. Yeah, that there's a lot of money, especially because now sports gambling is legal. Yeah, like, yeah. That, who's going to bet against the Patriots? They, they still lose games, and they've lost Super Bowls. and You know, but like at this stage, really? Yeah. Who's gonna? Why would Vegas even put that line out in the first place, except to just like bring in some early money, uh, early money, early money? Yeah. I wonder how much it's gonna swing as the two weeks go on because the hype narrative is just gonna continue to grow, and people are gonna keep putting money on the Patriots. I I can't yeah. imagine how many people are gonna be like, oh no, it's the Rams this year in terms of like the the macro look at the economics of gambling. Yeah. I bet it goes up to four. Patriots minus four and a half, and then the, then the late money comes in and takes the points, and it goes down back to three and a half. That's my bet. Four and a half seems high, but well, that's what I mean. I think it's going to swing hard, and then it's going to recorrect before kickoff. Do you know and what I mean? That's a dramatic swing from from plus one to anything. Well, it's like, two weeks though, Jeremy. Remember, it's two weeks of hype, like I know, you said. It's two weeks. It is. It's, it's the hype. It's the hype train. I just, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen clearly, but how. How do you, after what seeing what Belichick and uh, Flores did to uh, Mahomes, who's a vastly superior um, quarterback talent than maybe anybody right now in For terms sure. of his his abilities, his physical abilities. For sure. And and he's playing at home, and he's playing in a game that feels like a familiar setting. How could you bet against these guys game planning successfully against Jared Goff, who has given them tons of tape on what he struggles against? Yep. Okay? Um, And the Rams are loaded with talent, but they're kind of like a, you know, a mercenary squad because a lot of those guys are just there for a year or two. And I know McVay's got wrinkles and he's got all these ideas, but, like, Belichick invented the wrinkles. (laughs) Belichick 
the whole league is going towards college offense spread. Yep. Yep. It, it, running, gunning quarterbacks, read option. Yep. And what does Belichick do? He brings five running backs to camp, spends a first round draft pick on a running back, carries Dwayne Allen's non-pass catching corpse for another year. Yep. Keeps Gronk in the Frankenstein blocking role. Yep. And invests in a in a fullback for another couple of years. Yep. And when it comes time for the playoffs, he's while you're out trotting out your your two hundred and you know forty pound defensive ends to drop in a pass coverage, he's running it down your throat <laughs> over and over and over again. And the Rams can do that too, as evidenced by yes. their talent and yes. their first round, their first game. But the Patriots are still set up to stop that sort of thing. They haven't fully yep. gone to the pass nickel dime defense. They can match up in that, right? But they've still got Hightower. They've got Van Noy. They've got guys that can stop the run still in the middle. Yeah, and a lot of what, what I understand. I don't watch enough Rams games, but. A lot of what I understand makes Goff effective is the ability for, for Gurley or Anderson or anybody else to be, effect, to be effective themselves and then to play action. And you know he's going to take away their best thing because that's what he does. So if you take Jared Goff having to make throws all night versus the Pats possessing the ball and running it down throats, which is very reminiscent of the 2001 team, you know, uh, 2001 and more, but like an elite defense maybe. Um, yeah, I mean – Rams could win. That's why they play the games. But you, you got to like the recipe after seeing them shut down Rivers completely, and then keeping you know the first half plan to the Chiefs completely off off the radar. I mean, it's amazing. Um, let me let me hit you with these, a couple of stats here, real quick, or not stats, but fun facts. A couple weeks ago on this show, you and I talked about. I said, you know, least to, least to first. Here's what I want to see in the Super Bowl. Password obviously the top. The Chargers, who are a tortured base that is now an abandoned base and doesn't exist, was two. Chiefs were actually three because they're officially a tortured fan base. Uh, the Saints are starting to become a tortured fan base for the second time. Um, obviously, they were terrible before Breeze and Peyton got there. And then the Rams, I had. I mean, they're also a team that has abandoned their fan base but then returned to their original fan base. So I feel like their mojo is a little better than the, than the what's it called? The uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, the Chargers. But anyway... The good news in all of this, Jeremy, is that the Cowboys, Colts, and Eagles, who I did not want to play in the Super Bowl, will not be playing in the Super Bowl this year. And finally, hot take for you is in the 10 previous Super Bowls the Patriots have played, which counts uh, the 86 Patriots versus the Bears and the 96 Patriots versus the uh, Packers. Yeah. They've played the Bears, they played the Packers, the Rams, and then they'll play them again. The Panthers, the Eagles twice, obviously, the Giants twice. Seahawks, the Falcons. So the, the Patriots are are one and one and three versus the NFC East. They are two and zero oh against the NFC West. They are zero oh and two against the NFC North, and they are two and zero oh against the NFC South. They are playing an NFC West team. They're two and zero oh against the NFC West. I feel like that plus the symmetry makes me feel more confident than I felt the last couple of years they've been in the Super Bowl. But the final thing I'll say is. What is your initial take on the hype train that will be Boy Wonder McVeigh versus like the old genius Belichick? How many Star Wars parallels are we going to get? How many, you know, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, or you know, the heist or the hoax or the like Paul Sant, you know, Paul Paul Newman movies with Robert Redford? Like, how many teacher pupil references are we going to get? Can you think of any good ones in the next two weeks? 
There's going to be some good memes. Yes. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of that in print. I think we're going to get some of that, in some you know, canned segments from the from the networks. But I think what we're going to get is another edition of the Patriots Haters Ball. Ah. And all these guys, they all come trotting out, especially for the playoffs. The guys that the Patriots beat in the Super Bowls and in playoff games, the guys in the media that make their living. Yep. Patriots hating. Um, hating the Patriots and being like a, a shining beacon to the other Patriots haters. And it's just going to be two weeks of this crap. And they're barely going to talk about the Rams. Yeah. I just can already feel it. Nobody's even talking about the Rams here in L.A. Right. I'm, well, you know, the people we're talking about today was the Saints, the non-pass interference. Yep, yep, yep. That's the story out of that game, unfortunately, because it was an exciting game. But the story out of that game is the ref blew a call. It was not reviewable. Everybody in the building besides the ref making the call saw it. And so today no one cares about the Saints or the Rams. They care about that play, which is unfortunate for everybody, really. It's it's terrible. And honestly, the, the Saints were robbed. And it just it's just terrible. It, it just should never have happened like that. Um, but what are you going to do? You know, it wasn't even my conference, so I can't even really get too concerned about it. Yeah, no, um, no, nor should you. But it, it sucks that know, the Rams storyline for the first two days – is going to be that call. And then, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be really interesting. Um, It's just, it's fascinating because Bill and Tom and a lot of their coaching staff and training staff have been to nine Super Bowls after this one starts. Nine nine times. (laughs) Nine. Nine means yes. Yeah. And a lot of the challenges with the Super Bowl are logistical ones. Yes. And Bill Bill and his coaching staff and the organization, they've they got this all figured out. There's not going to be any issues with hotels or, or tickets or any organizational administration stuff. Yep. So that's all taken care of. The players know how to tell the players that don't know how to deal with it. They know how to tell them, like, look, look out for this, watch out for that. The 30-minute halftime is an issue. The the hype, the amount of time, the warm-ups, the different the time from uh, warm-ups Til first to snap. the yeah. actual kickoff yep. is like everything's out of whack for these guys. And the Patriots are just, this is just what we do for Super Bowl Sunday. And the Rams are coming in there like, oh, wow, we're in the Super Bowl against the damn Patriots. And I think that's got to be a factor. And... I think that McVay might get too cute in the beginning. I think the Patriots are probably going to get a lead. And next thing you know, we're going to be playing what we just did all over again. Yeah, the, the health of Todd Gurley is the biggest question mark. Because something was up with what him yesterday. What happened to him in that game? I, I did mean, not like see enough like of the game. Employee or something. The guy was on furlough for the second half. <laughs> yeah, I was on. A, I was on a plane home from Texas, so I didn't see the first half. Um, and then I, I, yeah, he did not play in the second half. And I don't know if they clearly weren't rope doping that because they were down. So he, my question is, is can he be effective? Because you can remember actually a few years back when Gronk wasn't effective against the Giants in Super Bowl 46. And that just screwed up the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like they, they didn't have the weapon they needed to be the difference maker, you know, because Ocho Cinco right. wasn't going to do diddly, you know? So like, no. 
And so Gronk Bron- was a decoy, but he wasn't even healthy enough to be Frankenstein blocking tight end. He was just like the decoy. Hey, and I think what happened with Gurley is he dropped that ball. He dropped the ball on third and eight. Yep. It was a big drop. Yep. And um, I think that McVay's got in his mind that he's got two starting running backs. And he's going to go with the guy that he thinks is the high hand, hand or yeah. has a potential. Sure. And but what he, you know, he may have lost his player in it, but Gurley's saying the right things. He's like, I don't care. We won the game. Right. But you know, you can't you can't lose a guy's confidence. You don't want the guy to be second guessing himself. You don't want all those questions to be asked of him. You got to give him another crack at it, especially because it's not like Anderson was really blowing things up either. No, so, no. He did that last week against the Cowboys. That's because they knew the hand signals or something. So, Yeah, which, I mean, that is such an overblown storyline. Like, who was doing that to the, uh, the Chargers the, were saying it? They, by, like, by, oh, the way, we, by the way, by the way. They knew the Ravens, you know, there was a tell. Every week, these guys think they have a tell. That's they the don't plan. Have a tell. Nine times out of ten, they even know what play is coming. Yeah, but you still and can't they, stop it sometimes, you know. This is what Brady has become. It's like it's like a Michael Jordan thing. Yep. It's the end of the game. Everybody on the planet knows, knows what he's going to do. Michael's getting the ball, and he's going to shoot. Like, why not just mug him? Yet, he would get the ball. He would gain separation. He would take the shot, and he would hit it. Yep. And Brady gets the ball, and it's the end of the game or the end of the half or it's overtime or whenever matters the most, whatever makes you nervous. Tom's got the ball in his hand. And for us, it's not about whether he can do it or not. It's like, can we do it again? Right. Right. And he comes down, and he's like, all right. He looks at the pre-snap. He's like, okay. Boom, Edelman over the middle. And everybody in the world is like, of course he's throwing Edelman over the middle. And then he gets up to the line. He's like, hey, look, Edelman over the middle again. Boom. He's already made his mind up before he throws the ball. Right. And then you see him. He comes up on that third down. He comes up. Barry takes one step to the middle of the field pre-snap. Shoots it. It's like he twitched. Boom. Gronk. He got. He had like a, a mailbox-sized window to put the ball in Gronk's hands. Yep. Of course, he did. Dude, he was slinging it last night. He, The guy's healthy again, man. He And he is on an FU tour. Yeah, yeah. The, the amazing thing is that losing the Super Bowl and, and and honestly losing to the Dolphins on a fluke and then getting beaten in, 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 in Pittsburgh, you've given the person who doesn't need extra motivation extra motivation. And it, he was hurt. Yeah. It turns out that wasn't a BS story because look at the guy. He stepped up in the pocket yesterday in the first half on one play where the whole thing crumbled below him and behind him. <laughs> and he stepped up and he fired a missile. And I was like, the old man is back. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! Look at that throw. You know, meanwhile, Mahomes, for all of his like physical prowess, he gets under pressure. What's he do? He runs backwards. Yeah. Gets sacked. Out of field goal range. Yeah. Punt. This ain't Texas okay. Tech, and this ain't the regular season. He, the, the kid, has got to learn, and, and he will. You know what? And he will. Belichick still got that in him. We're like, hey, you're a rookie quarterback. Okay, well, you're watch sc- this. You're screwed. You've never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, man, I am. Uh, I am incredibly. Sh- I don't want to say I'm shocked they made it because. But here's what, here's what I'm shocked by. When they lost that second giant Super Bowl, I didn't even know if they'd ever make the Super Bowl again. That was like seven years ago. I know. They've been to now four done. Super Bowls since that. Four. Four in the last five years, three in a row, 
And they've been in the AFC Championship, what, nine years in a row? I mean... Eight seasons in a row in the AFC Championship. It's, and, yeah, I, I've run out of adjectives. No, he's outlasting. He's outlasted everybody, and he's now working on... like Eli. He's working on a third generation of rivals. Like, he killed the old guard back in the day. He had great rivalries with Manning and somewhat with Roethlisberger and whatever. And now he's on to, like, the guys who are going to be good in ten years and in five years. He's going to try to slay them. You know what I mean? Like... I was having one of many arguments today with Brady Hader, who's saying that, you know, if Brady had to play in the, or if Montana and Favre got to play in this era that protected quarterbacks, think how great they would have been. That's if Brady played in the era. Yeah, he played in their, he played in their era. He got three Super Bowls in that era. Yeah, yeah. The Montana thing is, you, you, that, that, unfortunately, Montana was too old, but the pot, you know, Brady and Favre played in the same NFL for like 12 years. They're in the same division. Yeah, I mean. I mean, not only did Brady outlast his chief rival, Peyton Manning, but he also is now going to outlast his younger brother. Yep. Uh, and I mean, all right, so let's say the Patriots lose in two weeks and everybody like has a parade nationwide. Every city except for Boston has a parade. Yep. And the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl. What do you think is going to happen next year? Brady and Belichick are going to be back. Yep, and they're going to free okay. up a lot of money on Gronk's contract. Go get Golden Tate or somebody. Yeah. And, oh, man, they get better all season long, and they're in the playoffs again. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I mean, just the, the, oh, I'm just, oh, do it again. Get another Super Bowl. I'm so tired of these people. Yeah, I'm actually they're over. Losers. And haters. Everybody's a hater. Yeah, they I'm, hate success. Yeah, they hate it. Yeah, I'm over. Should be. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm over. I'm over the. Well, if they lose, they were five and four. Yeah, they played nine Super Bowls in eighteen years. That's you insanity. Know what's over? Your arguments, people. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, t- it's well, over. Your arguments are ten years old. Like they're not even relevant anymore. We're in rarefied air. There's no debate anymore. Just shake your head, say, I got to hand it to these guys. I really wish that my team was better at football. That's all you can yeah, say. Yeah, and by the way, if the Patriots were in the NFC East instead, and, and like just say you swap out swap out the Eagles and put them in, in the, you know, swap those two teams out, the Patriots have the exact same results. Because the Redskins have been a joke this whole time. The Cowboys have basically been a joke this whole time. And yeah, the Giants were good, but if the Patriots were playing them twice a year, every single year, they would have owned their ass too. Over the last 17 years, every division has taken turns sucking. Yes. Okay? Yes. Everyone. Yes. So it's a long enough timeline where, yeah, the division isn't very good right now, but part of the reason why they're not very good right now is because they have to play the Patriots twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. God, that stinks. You yeah. Your schedule, you're like, okay, well, we can win. Oh, God, there we got them in week four. Right. In the time, in the time it takes the the Redskins to pay the Patriots twice, <laughs> and it's the like Jets the have Red- played them eight times. It's not like the Patriots like outperform their games against their division opponents that much. Usually, one of the games is close or a loss. Well, actually, they don't and play. One of the games yeah. Is a blowout. Right. 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 They have a better record against the rest of the NFL. Because right. a lot of what the Patriots do is subterfuge. They're like, look, I'm throwing to the left. Just kidding. I'm going deep to the right. Yeah. Oh, look, we sold out deep. Oh, it's a screen. 
Right. And, and the more you play these teams, and the more these teams are designed to try and beat the Patriots, like a college football rivalry, yeah. the, the less effective that is. And the more you just have to go out there and just roll it out and be like, yeah, we're running off tackle again. Right. Stop it. Right, right. Exactly. There's so, just no metric that can take away from this other than just how people feel and their feelings. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. I already blew, like, three people up today. I'm on an FU tour, too. Anybody watch some of me, you hit me up, I will fight you. I will, fight you. I will argue with you, and I will make you acquiesce. You cannot convince me of anything different. I'm calling you out, America. I love it. I love it. Bring it. Bring Guys, LA. this is a guy. In the next two weeks. This is Bring a guy it. who's been in L.A. for 17 years, and... He's still a diehard Boston fan, and he's on it. And there's a lot of you. I'm Austin. from Worcester. I've been arguing with people since I was in freaking kindergarten. Bring it. <laughs> I and love it. It's coming out all week. I'm dropping my eyes. I'm dropping my eyes. I love it. Fake band name of the week, dropping my eyes. Okay. Um, JJ, I'm going to let you get inside of your family. <laughs> but, hey, it is great having you and Tom Brady in vintage playoff Super Bowl form. Um, I don't know what happens, but I will say this. I do think there, there's never been a better chance of the filibuster freestyle going to a Super Bowl than the one that's going to be four hours down the road in Atlanta in two weeks. I'm going to try to be there, I think. So Ooh. let's go. Hashtag still here. JJ, thanks for being on, brother. Thanks for having me.